Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to My Independence Report, the show that talks about things that you might not hear, quite the same things everywhere else. But I'm here to tell you today, we have a great podcast for you. And I want you to sit back and think about the implications of what this means when I talk to my next guest. She's written the book, Driving into Infinity and Living Living with My Brother's Spirit. What's that mean? Well, her name is Paula Lentz, and we're going to ask her what all that means right now. Paula, how are you today? I'm doing just great. Thank you. Well, you are most welcome. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and one of the things, or the thing that we're going to talk about, which is your book, and what drove you to write the book, Paula, you have an incredible story to tell. Could you tell our audience how you wrote the book, Driving Into Infinity? Yes. Well, let, let me start out by uh, doing a little bit of framework here in that this year marks 37 years uh, since my brother Don transitioned from his earthly life. And I'm the oldest child in the family, and my brother, Don, was four years younger than me, and I have a sister who's ten years younger. And at the urging of my closest friends, I finally shared my story with the world about living with my brother's spirit. And as you mentioned, I published my book, Driving Into Infinity, living with my brother's spirit, and that came out in 2017. But essentially, this part of my life that I'm talking about tonight was not revealed until I wrote this book. I had two or three of my closest friends who really knew anything about the kinds of things that happened to me. But going back to the beginning, in... 1982, the fall of 1982, I began having this recurring dream. And this dream was always the same. I was outside on this, these hills, and uh, people were starting to gather there, and pretty soon there were very large crowds outside. And someone came up to me and said, um, what's going on here? And I said, I'm not sure, but someone told me it was the end of the world. And when I said that, I looked up into the sky, and Jesus appeared there. And at the same time, I just doubled over in this terrible pain, agony, almost down to the ground. But this this pain was not like physical pain. It was, it was like... Um, pain of suffering and agony. So this this continued to occur, this dream. And let's fast forward now to the next year, which was the morning of Friday, October the 7th, 1983. I uh, drove my husband to his office and dropped him off. And I noticed something on the way as I was driving to drop him off uh, that... I got this very strange, terrible pain in my chest, like over my heart area. And I was really frightened by it. I thought, am I having a heart attack or what? But I glanced at the clock in the car, and it said 9 a.m. Dropped my husband off. I didn't say anything to him. And pretty soon, after about 15 minutes, the pain went away, and I just thought, well, it was nothing. And I went on downtown to the Greek festival. This was in Houston. And my husband was joining me there later. I met up with friends. And he, about midday, lunchtime, there were just throngs of crowds there at this festival. And um, I, I looked across the crowd and I saw my husband coming toward me. And I thought, well, he's here earlier than expected. And as he got closer to me, I saw his face. And I knew that something 
something was really wrong. I had never seen him look like that. And when he finally came up to me, he put his hand on my arms and looked me right in the eyes, and he said, Donnie was killed today in an accident. Oh and I, I just looked him in the eyes in astonishment, and in my mind's eye, all I could see was as though I were seeing a picture of the earth, and it was just falling, 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 and it just crashed at my feet. And I just doubled over toward the floor. I was screaming in the middle of all these people. And it was then that I knew what this dream had been trying to tell me and show me. It was trying to show me the circumstances under which I was going to hear this devastating news in the middle of all these people, throngs of people, and my friends were all there. And um, so... The other thing I determined, too, later after I found out about his death was that at the time I experienced that pain over my heart at 9 a.m., that was when he was killed. And he died in an accident in a company truck. And so I had felt at the time that he was killed. So... Then we went to my hometown. Of course, we went through the funeral, and I stayed on in town. Uh, My hometown was about 90 miles north of Houston. My husband just left me there, and I stayed uh, with my dad and his wife. And a couple of days, three days actually after my brother's funeral, I decided to take my brother's truck, his personal truck, because that was the only vehicle I had access to. And I thought, well, I'm going to take some flowers, some of the funeral flowers out to my grandparents, which is about a 15-minute drive from my dad's. And as I was driving along, suddenly I developed 360-degree vision. As I was driving, I could see everything in all directions. Now... I'm driving, and I'm wondering, what is happening to me? (laughs) I don't blame you. Really, I didn't even have too much time to think about that, because I could see at my right shoulder, um, I could see my brother. And he looked like a pattern of lights, but he still had, you know, I still recognized him. And he began speaking telepathically to me. And... He said to me, not to be sad, that he was happy. And most of all, he wanted me to know what life was like for him now. And he explained to me that he was on another plane of being. Those were the words he used. And that it had simply been time for him to to leave. And... Then I realized that I was no longer in my body, and I left my body and was with my brother going into infinity. And uh, I was—I I felt as though I were just a state of consciousness. And at first, when uh, I, I realized I had left my body, I, I saw what I briefly, to me, looked like a landscape, but it looked like there were just outlines of some trees and, and some countryside, and and then that disappeared, and then it was as though I were in the middle of the universe, and um, throughout this entire experience that I had, my brother stayed right with me. So when I realized I'm out in the middle of the universe... The first thing that happened to me is I experienced this wave of peace that came over me. And it was just this all-encompassing, wonderful peace. And then I experienced another wave that seemed to roll over me. And this was one of all knowledge. I knew everything. 
that had ever happened in the history of the universe. Everything that had ever happened anywhere. I don't know how to describe that because it's not as though I brought back with me, you know, specific information, but it's what I knew at that moment uh, that all of this knowledge. And then, finally, this wave of pure love, this all-encompassing energy of love, which I call spirit in my book, um, came over me. And in that moment, when this, this energy of, of pure love, in which I felt caring, and I just felt the most fulfilling, peaceful moments I've ever known in my life. And it was at that moment when I knew that I was one with everything. I was one with all that, all the peace. I was one with all the knowledge. I was one with this energy of love. And then I, I knew and understood that everybody here and everything in the universe, everything is all one with this pure energy of love. There is no separation of us or anything from it. It's what we are. And You know, and that is, if, if the, the understanding of that had to change everything. But I, I wanted to ask you a question first. You were, you were having an out-of-body experience. Who was driving your car? <laughs> People do ask me that, and I don't know. Um, it's been suggested to me that perhaps my brother's energy, perhaps he was able to control that while this was happening. But um, I, I can't really honestly answer that question. <laughs> well, you weren't there. You were. You were in the. You were in the infinity. Yes, and you know, being in this state that I was, I knew for me this was home. That's all I can describe it as. That I was home. And I knew at that point, having been now kind of in that area for just a bit, I knew that I was out of my body, and I did not want to go back to my body. I didn't have any uh, any feeling about going back. I just didn't want to go. And I just knew, I knew that I was... I needed to go higher, I'll say, into this experience so that I could go on and not have to go back. And when I started thinking like that, I began wishing, that's the only way I can describe it, it was as though I were wishing away really rapidly. Now, my brother was still with me this whole time. He was, it was as though he were still at my shoulder, but, you know, the way I felt, I was just pure consciousness. And as we wished away, he told me, it was like he exerted his energy uh, on me, and he said, no, you can't go yet. It's not your time. And with that, the energy that he used on me, I suddenly reversed course, I guess, and, um, and began coming back down. I could see myself coming back down into my body, and I landed. That's how I felt. I, it felt as though I just landed back in my body with a thud. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. And and the first thought I had to myself was, wow, I feel so constricted in this body after having been, you know, in spirit. And the the second thing I realized was that Somehow I had already made the turn that put me on the direct road to my grandparents. And, you know, as you say, who was driving? And that's that's not something I can clearly answer other than to, to say, you know, perhaps.
perhaps it was my brother's energy. But I can tell you this, that I loved being in that state of consciousness. I loved the freedom. It was just the most beautiful thing and and the most fulfilling uh, experience I'd ever had in my life. And, you know, when I got to my grandparents, um, I didn't say anything to them about what had happened to me. I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I took the flowers to them. But it was it was very odd because for the rest of that day, uh, I, I kind of was in this other state of being, I'll call it. And, you know, my p- grandparents, of course, we all t- just completely loved our my brother. And I could see almost like as though I were looking through my brother's eyes at how they were. They were so sad and so upset. And I told them, I did say to them, I know Donnie's okay and, you know, that everything's going to be all right. I said that much to them. But that was because it was as though I could see through my brother's eyes how he viewed us as being so sad and so lost in the grief. And yet, you know, he was happy and... Uh, everything was okay. He's still alive and still can be around us if he chooses to. And, But, you know, you're exactly right when you say that having had this experience, my consciousness, my view of life on earth was never the same again. And in that regard, you know... This outreach that I had with my brother, it's continued for the rest of my life. Well, now, I would think. I mean, that the, the what you had happened to you. Now, first of all, let me ask you, um, do you have a heavy religious background? Did you um, Were you a church-going person before this happened? Did, did, did you have conflicts about what was actually happening, or was it really all that clear? Well, I was raised in the Baptist church, and um, I did attend church in Sunday school, and, you know, I enjoyed going, and, you know, a lot of my friends that I uh, went to church with are lifelong friends. You know, I'm still really good friends with them. Um, But after my experience, I viewed that as being religious, and I viewed churches as as having a lot of dogma and rules and regulations and all of this stuff that had nothing to do with what I had experienced. So I could not return to Baptist Church. (laughs) What What I turned to instead was looking for a church that um, embraced more the idea of spirituality and that was more open. And that's when, and, and I was living in Houston at the time, and a couple of years later, that was when I started going to Unity Church. And um, that fit so much better with my experience and what I knew to be uh, the truth of how how things are, I guess, on the other side, if you want to call it that, in terms of the spirituality aspect of it. So that that was a major change for me. But you know, there were um, there were other changes that occurred, and of course, some of this, you know, was in regard to after effects that I had. And as I said, you know, my brother continued reaching out to me. Um, but it, I didn't really have, you know, that type of contact with him again. I guess the closest thing I had was uh, several months after his passing uh, at my house. One time I walked out of my uh, the master bedroom, and out of the corner of my eye I saw him standing by our stereo cabinet at our house. Uh, but... Other than that, you know, I've never actually seen him again, but he moves pictures, he was moving chairs. Uh, One time my husband and I were in our TV room and um, and there was a really 
tall bookcase in there, and on the very top shelf, all the way at the back, were some videos of vacations and things. And as he and I were watching TV, one of those just flew out across the room and landed at our feet. And you can imagine, my husband and I looked at each other like, what just happened here? But later I kind of realized, you know, in this room when he, he had stayed with us this summer and he was working in Houston, and in that particular room, um, my husband and my brother, they were screwing around with a videotape and, you know, making all these crazy things. And I think that that was meant to be an actual reminder to my husband, that particular incident, that, hey, I'm still around and I still think about those crazy videos we made. Um so, sure. But there were just so many things, uh, more than I have time to talk about the kinds of things that have happened that have been moved, and, you know, I know that it's been him around. But, you know, the interesting thing, too, about that is sometimes, like, I've had pictures fall off the wall or, or uh, large pieces of glass and things be moved, and sometimes those kinds of movements have been a warning to me that something not so great was coming up because those things would happen and then something else would happen that was like, oh, this isn't so great. Um, so, you know, I've had it kind of kind of both ways. But, um, it, you know, other things that I talked about were these after effects that I had. For example, well, before, you, Paula, before you get into that, I want to I want to make sure that everybody knows that we're talking with Paula Lentz. Um, she was written the book Driving Into Infinity. She had a near death experience with her brother. Excuse me, an out of body experience with her brother who was recently deceased, and she also went. Um, into the into the void or into the infinity, and she gained a great deal of knowledge. And before you continue the after effects, Paul, how much of that did you retain? Did you retain any of the knowledge that you gained in that moment? Are you speaking about when I felt I was one with all knowledge? Yes, all and when you and when you had when you felt like that you knew everything that uh, was going on in the universe and, and your knowledge expanded to a great degree? You know, there, were no, there, were, there aren't any specific pieces of information that I can point to and say, oh, this, you know, I learned this from that particular aspect. Um, it was more of, at that point, that I... You know, my whole being was expanded into everything that there is and into that love energy. And so, you know, there are... And that's when you... De- sometimes it, that, that's kind of when you determine that we are all one, right? Yes. And, you know, my brother, uh, in that in that all-knowing moment when I was still with him... You know, there were some other things that... There was something else that he told me when I was in that experience with him. But when I got back, I could remember all this other stuff, but I could not remember what that was that he told me. And I came to realize um, that I was not allowed to remember what that was. And recently, um, I asked him mentally uh, about what was that that I wasn't supposed to know. And I got an answer of, I told you you were going to write a book about this and you weren't allowed to remember that. And so now, of course, having written this book, I, knowing myself, understanding myself, I thought, now, if he had told me that at that time, if I had remembered that and knew, oh, I'm supposed to write a book, I would have worried about that all along the way of my career path because I would have been thinking, well, is is now the right time? Should I stop and write this now? But the timing wouldn't have been right on that. And because I've had a whole long lifetime now of having had a multitude of experiences, and so now I know what that was, and I understand why 
uh, I wasn't allowed to remember that until after I, you know, until after I retired and wrote this book, and now he's told me that. So I get that. <laughs> but that's pretty interesting to me. Now, in the course of your time between, now he passed in 1983, and you wrote the book uh, in 2016, I believe, and 17, uh-huh. and you yeah, you, you said that a lot. You said that a lot of things have changed for you in the in the time after 1983. What what changes have you seen in your life and in your consciousness that have affected you after his death, after this moment you had, and going forward? Well, as I said, in my consciousness, you know, the changes in consciousness. Um, of course, my view of humanity and the way we all live and the way people think and do things, um, you know, I I just shake my head in amazement, I guess, sometimes at the things that happen here on Earth. But um, because to me it's like, you know, if you could just see beyond, you would understand that, you know, this kind of stuff is just it's not worthwhile or it's not worth your time or whatever. Um but mainly in terms of change in my consciousness, you know, I, I understood that, as I said before, you know, that the oneness of, of everything, that's, that's been the big uh, change in consciousness in how I look at everything. Um, you know, we, we all get into that rut where, you know, we just feel like, well, it's me against that person or it's this nation against that nation. You know, and in reality, we're all part of the love. There's there's nothing and no one in the universe that is not part of that, that energy of love that is the universe. But the sad part is that, you know, through our own thinking and, um, and backgrounds, a lot of things come into play that, you know, end up blocking our energy and our understanding of that. Um, but, you know, in talking about this subject, it does kind of lead into these after effects because um, I developed, you know, greater intuition and actually hearing voices and I see visions that help me know either what's coming up or what's going to happen for someone else. I mean, most recently, and, and so these things continue to change and grow uh, the older that I get. And, for example, now, uh, as I said, I get, I get visions about what's going to happen in my own future. And these things just come in kind of spontaneously. Um, sometimes I'll ask about things, but it's not like I'll ask and then I'll get this vision. Um, but I have a great deal of intuition that has been going on all these years since I had the experience. And now when I talk to people, sometimes here's what happens. Um, I'll be talking to them and I'll suddenly start getting information that comes through to me about this person or something that they need to know or that they need help with. And here's a prime example. I ended up talking with a friend of mine, been really good friends with her in high school and college, but she had moved away, she got married, and I hadn't talked to her in many years. Ended up reconnecting with her and she she and I were talking. And all of a sudden, so she's telling me both her parents had died and how close she had been to her mother and kind of at the end, you know, what all was happening. Well, as she's telling me this, all of a sudden I see her mother, her mother's face right next to me. I was sitting in this chair in here in my office. And I see her mother's face right here. And and this person was telling me how, you know, they had intended to tell their, her mother she had intended to tell her mother all these things, but she never got to before her mother died, and she was really upset with herself about that and some other things and, you know, making decisions for her mom at the end there. And her mother appeared to me and said, tell her, I already know and already knew all the things that she wanted to tell me. I already know all of that. 
and she needs to stop feeling this way. And so I stopped this friend of mine, and I started telling her what was going on, and I said, I've got some other words coming in. I said, I'm waiting for this one word to come in. And it was, you know, it said, you need to stop crucifying. That was the word I was waiting to, for it to come in. You need to stop crucifying yourself uh, and stop second-guessing yourself. And so I told her, I said, after we're through talking, you need to go in there and write all this down and tell yourself you know, everything's okay. Your mother is totally okay about everything that happened, and she already knows what you wanted to say. And let that go from you because you've carried this as a burden. And she was all concerned because she hadn't been able to feel her mother around her, and she she was so close to her mother. And I said, you know what? I see in front of your heart all these stones in front of your heart that's blocking the energy of your mother. I said, when you do this, what I've told you, you all of this stuff will be released from you, and you'll most likely be able to feel your mother around her. Those are the kinds of things that happen to me now. <laughs> but I love it. I love it because it, these these are instances of people needing help, and I can help them. And you know what? I felt like I was led to reconnect with her. Uh, that certain things happened, you know, this was through Facebook, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get in touch with, with her and see if I can find her on here. And just today, I had another incident happen um, with this other woman, and yet again, I just knew I was led to her because I could put her in touch with someone who could help her. So these are the kinds of things that happen to me now, <laughs> which I didn't have so much of that happen, you know, in years past. So. Now, do you think do you think that's happening for you now? Because when you and your brother got together and you were uh, having your out of body experience, and you came back, you understand that there is so much more, and so you're more open to what's out there and the messages that come from the other side that I believe that we all get all the time. We just discount them because we don't necessarily believe they're real. You've experienced it. So you've experienced the reality of what it is. And so they pick on you because they can. (laughs) I completely agree with what you say. Um, Just... Again, having had my consciousness changed and opened to the degree that it was, uh, then yes, I, I am open to receiving messages and you know the, the kinds of things that have come through for me uh, through the years. I've, I've had a lot of intuition and things come through for me personally, like in my career and, and other other aspects in my life. Um, But a prime example of that for something that came through specifically for me was because at one point, uh, this was in early 2001 or two, I wanted to change careers. I wanted to get out of the uh, engineering uh, area, uh, which is where a lot of the companies I had provided uh, marketing and so forth for. But I wanted a change, but I didn't know what that looked like for me. And so I put together my resume, and all of a sudden I get these words very clearly in my head. Send your resume to, and they gave me the name of this man who was by then president of one of the engineering companies that I had previously in the past worked for. And I knew him fairly well. And I thought, now why do I want to send my resume to him? I don't want to go back into the, I don't want to stay in the engineering field. So I just kind of blew it off. (laughs) Well, I kept getting these words, and so I finally thought, well, I think I need to pay attention to this after all, so I did it. And then, as it turns out, this man calls me, and he says, look, I'm on the board of directors for this, uh, this entity, and he said, we are looking right now for a new executive director. And he said, I think you would be perfect for that, this this big association in Houston. And he said, I want you to apply for that. He said, we're just getting underway with that. So I did, and long story short, 
I was selected for that job. I worked there for 14 years. It was the longest uh, place I'd ever worked in my entire career, and I absolutely loved it. It was so much the very best and highest of my whole entire career. And I think back, I mean, sometimes I find myself thinking back to that kind of in astonishment, and I think to myself, what if I had continued to just ignore that? You know, I would have missed out on the very best of a career move I could have ever made. You know, work there did not feel like work to me at all. It was my passion, and I I had the background for the types of things that we got involved in, and I was just so happy there. And those are the kinds of things, you know, when they come through... And you're right, all people can have that, but it's a question of believing it and following up on it. And look, even as much experience as I've had in that, and I almost didn't even follow my own advice, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's important to be able to try and remain open in your life to guidance that can come through for you. I have a quick story that this also happened to me today with my son. And uh, if I could tell this real quick, because it's along the same exact lines. And in, in, my, in my world, the spirit is very interested in our success. They want us to be happy. They want us to be loving. They want us to be kind. And if we do those things and we pay attention to those things that are going on around us and do our very best to be positive, to be kind, to be loving, good things will always happen. Good things will happen regardless, but I think they happen. Anyway, this happened with my son. He is he is a uh, crane mechanic, a very specialized type of crane mechanic that uh, he's working for a company that travels all. He has to travel. 100% of the time around the United States. He hates it because he can't be with his girlfriend and, da, 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 and all that stuff. And um, today he was working on a crane in West Texas, Odessa, Texas, as a matter of fact. And he wants yeah. to move to Colorado. He wants to move to Colorado and with his girlfriend, and he wants to get a job in Colorado that would be close to Fort Collins, which is where he chooses to live because that's where she wants to live. And so he's talking with the gentleman that he had just worked on his his crane in Odessa, Texas. And and they get to talking, and he says he wants to move to Colorado and stuff. And this guy comes up and says, you know, my best friend is the sales manager and equipment manager for the largest crane company in the United States, and they are 30 minutes out of Fort Collins. When you decide to go there, give me a call. I'll give him a call. You'll have a job tomorrow. Wow. (laughs) And some people would call that a coincidence. I call, and you don't call those things coincidences anymore, do you? No, not at all. It's destiny. It's divine providence. And if you pay attention, good things will happen for you. And I guess it's... That's exactly true. That's that's exactly true, what you're saying. That's That's a prime example, just what happened to your son. And it is it is so sad, and it's not. That that Don had to leave because he was only he was only twenty six years old when he passed, wasn't he? Yes, I was thirty at the time. Um, which you know, the younger you are, the harder it is to get through those kinds of things. But not that it was easy for my parents, of course it was not. But um, but yeah, he was pretty young. But you know. I feel like we we have certain timelines and perhaps we even have exit points, I've been told, that we can choose. And, um, you know, I just feel like whatever happens is is for a reason. That's the way I look at it now. At the time, I, you know, couldn't understand why such a thing would happen. But it's incredible that he um, because he orchestrated that that entire episode of that out of body experience for you because he knew how deep your grief was and how much he wanted to help you and to let you know that he's not dead. He's fine. He's happy. He's alive. And so will you be. Yes. 
that's exactly right. So true. And so, you know, we've, we've been talking with Paula Lenz. She's written the book. I highly recommend it. It gets five stars on Amazon. So you need to go, you need to go in and read that book. It's called Driving into Infinity. And uh, you can check our uh, recommended reading section of my independence report. You'll find that there. But go to Amazon, pick it up. Paula Lentz has been our guest today. And Paula, um, before I let you get out of here, I want you to tell our audience what all of this, the book, your, your, your brother's life that you celebrate, uh, what's happened since, how would you encapsulate all of that into tell us about your passion and your life and what it all means to you. Well, you know, now that I've been able to write about this story and speak to people about it, number one, this has helped me by acknowledging this side of my life to people now publicly. I've actually been able to become a more authentic person. You know, this is this side of of what's happened to me. This was not something known by people. You know, again, I only had two or three friends who ever who I ever talked with about this. This was a whole big revelation that came out in 2017, and to be able to embrace that and see the results of how so many of the business people and my friends they were just so excited and loved that I shared this whole experience with them. It was huge for me. But, you know, along that same line, now that I've been able to come out with this, and uh, I love talking with people, I'm very extroverted and doing presentations, and, you know, the greatest part of this for me is being able to share this story with people, and especially... uh, you know, there's so many people out there who have lost loved ones. And to be able to reach out and kind of help them uh, with understanding that, you know what, your your loved one is still around, still alive, you know, it's great on the other side. I mean, me personally, I'm not the least bit afraid of dying. In fact, I think to myself, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do here, but the you know, the day I step over to the other side is just going to be wonderful for me. That's how I look at it. But while I'm still here, the main thing is to help other people, you know, in whatever ways that I can. And I know sometimes when I've done a presentation, you know, people will come up to me and want to talk to me personally. And they'll start telling me about, for example, I had this older gentleman who came up to me after one of those, and he said, uh, he started telling me about this experience he had one night. He said, I woke up and someone was pulling on my arm, tugging on my arm, and his wife had died recently. And he said, it was my wife. She was there with me. And I knew the way he was telling me that he had never shared that with anybody before. And, you know, I was able to talk with him. And, you know, so there were a lot of people who come up and they want to share and talk about it with me because they feel safe. They know I know what they're talking about. And to be able to offer that to people through conversation with them, you know, it's just, I can't even describe to you the feeling that comes in my heart when I'm sharing and talking with these people and they're just so happy to be able to talk about it. And for me, you know, it's great to have a book. I love that it sells because, you know, I want the story out there. But, you know, the true meaning for this is all about helping people in whatever way comes through for me to help. And that's that, the bottom that is, line. Yep, that's why we are all here to be kind and to help each other. Besides, you came out in Texas, and and that's not an easy thing to do because there's a segment down there that say that Paula, my gosh, she's nuts. <laughs> You're exactly right about that. Plus, you know, it's uh, it's pretty uh, well. You know, there's lots of religious uh, affiliations. Uh, you have lots of opportunity down there. 
And um, so, you know, and of course, I, it's not like I spend I spend a lot of time in my book bashing religion. I don't because I just say, you know, for me, this is what this is how it came uh, through for me. You know, I just couldn't go back to that. I I don't uh, disparage people for who you know what churches they go to or anything like that. You know, we're all here on our path to experience life in our own way and what makes sense for that person on their life journey, if that, you know, makes it worthwhile for them, great, you know. And, um, you know, there's still a lot about all of that, of course, I believe. And, um, but, you know, I did think about that when the book came out. I wondered how people would receive that, but... Again, I've been pleasantly surprised in regard to that and uh, people that I thought, well, might not really receive it well, you know, the opposite has been true and they just want to know more. Oh, that's and great. So, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's, and, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I just wanted to, I had, the, had this, uh, I don't know if I'd call it epiphany, but in our world today, there are lots and lots of people who believe that we are our body. We walk around in these in these uh, 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 watery suits, and that we are our body. What you, your experience, your experience with your brother Don, taught you that we are not our body. That we pre-exist our body, and we will be here long after our body is dust. Because we are a spiritual being having a physical experience. And that's the distinction that you've been able to make. Yes, that's exactly right. And touching that, um, touching that inner soul of ours, our inner spirit, uh, is, is really key here to making our lives better. And... I'll just mention one other thing in, from the book, and it's called um, Meld into Spirit Technique. I discuss it very briefly, um, but it it's about... A lot of times I do this when I'm outside walking through a park or riding my bike or really even in the car, which is about connecting with your heart, opening and focusing on your heart until you feel it glowing. and And then you can... Uh, begin to feel and and visualize in your mind's eye that everything you see in front of you, all these structures, that they're actually all at the basic level. They're all this energy. Everything's energy, the earth. And you begin to see that in your mind's eye. You don't see these individual structures or people anymore. And you visualize in the entire universe that everything is m- melded together, merged as this energy of light and love. And when you can reach that state and it comes starts through your heart, not through your thinking, but through your heart, that's when you can experience, you can begin to experience oneness and that huge sense of fulfillment and peace. And that's why I mention it in the book, and I'm actually developing a workshop on that, and I've actually had a, a short video put together uh, to help lead people through that. And to me, it will help people to be able to more naturally and easily connect with that feeling and connect with that spiritual energy um, and instead of... There's nothing wrong with sitting down and going off and meditating, but a lot of people are just so busy, you know. And this is a way that they can connect in in a faster, more I, I call it a more natural way, and still have time to to get into that feeling of oneness. Because once you get there with that, you are just so fulfilled feeling. And that can sustain us, and it helps us lift our own vibration and frequency to that of being 
the vibration and frequency of the love that is the universe. And that's what it's all about because that, you know, building up with that and making that connection is what makes things in our lives go, I'll say, right for us. Um, so I just mentioned that, at the, the meld into spirit technique. When you get the uh, class put together, you must come back on and we must do a podcast about that, okay? Sure, that'd be great. That'd be great. By the way, we've been talking with Paula Lentz. She's written the book, Driving into Infinity, Living with My Brother's Spirit. And please get the book. It, uh, it's got five stars with Amazon. Um, it's in the right place. Her heart's in the right place. She is moving forward because, indeed, we are all one. And if the discovery of which, by the way, if we all could discover that we are indeed all one with everything, it would change everything about the world. Yes. It would literally change everything overnight if we could recognize that. Rather than our tribalism, rather than believing in this group or that group, we understand that we are all one. We are all the same. We are all together. If we admitted that, it would change everything. Paula, it's been a pleasure, and I mean that sincerely. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking with you, and um, again, it's it's been great to have the opportunity to share yet again and hopefully reach out and touch those who might need uh, this information. And you've helped make that possible. Everybody needs this information because they can then understand that if you are in grief because somebody has passed, they don't want you to grieve. They want you to live your life to the fullest. They're okay. They're happy. They want you to be happy. Isn't that the bottom line, Paula? Yes, it is. But I can assure you, if people read the book, you're going to see that I'm not some Pollyanna about this whole thing because I I tell you in in great detail about the terrible, deep, long-lasting grief that I had over the loss of my brother. And I get that it is not easy. But here I am, and, um, you know, that's, that's way behind me now. And hopefully, again, in that way... People will say, she gets it. She knows where I am. She knows what it's like to suffer with this grief. And, but then they'll see you know, how I've been able to move on. And uh, I think those are all important points for people because I know I've been oh. there. Absolutely. And again, thank you very much for being on the podcast. We've been talking again with Paula Lentz. Get her book, Driving Into Infinity. And by the way... Do something nice for yourself today. Do something nice for somebody else. Be kind to each other. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.